Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lens on the 3% podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some uncomfortable conversations that we have in the workplace, um, specifically talking about microaggressions that we face as Black doctors from patients and in the workplace. So I'm Dr. Tasani Watson. Hi, I'm Dr. Rochelle Sharkey. Dr. Cortez Lewis. Dr. Adesola for day. All right, so this topic will be for all of our SBDs, our future hey. Black doctors, uh, <laughs> and current Black doctors, and really anybody who can learn more about our, you know, our experiences in the workplace, things that we've experienced from patients. Um, when patients come in, like, have you ever had a patient say they don't <clears> want to <throat> see you because of how you look? Do they not want to see you? Is it because you're young? Is it because you're new? Or is it really because you're the only one of a darker skin complexion and never seen somebody like you before? So we'll be talking about that on things that we may have experienced in our social media, like some of us have public pages and how pages may have lashed out on our pages, stuff like that. So we're gonna open up the floor to my colleagues and we're gonna get it started. So who wants to go first? I mean, you know, we'll go ahead and get it get it going. Cause- Don't start solo. I, yeah, cause you know, so, so this is the thing, right? So like, you know, we've been practicing for about- Three years. About three years now, right? Now, when you do it's almost going on four, low key. Yeah. We out here, we, we kind of veterans <laughs> out here a little bit. And when you, it, but we're still young in the game. So I think, so we're, we're more used to it, but I think when you're still kind of young in this game, you don't realize, well, people don't realize how hard it is to go through some of the things that we go through um, as black docs. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's like getting poked a thousand times and dying by a thousand pokes because you're constantly having to deal with little subtle microaggressions every from every angle you can essentially just get fed up and i'm like i'm really surprised at myself that i haven't lashed out at one of these people one of these you know because a lot of the times what ends up happening is we're, we're trying our best to keep our composure. Um, we're getting thrown, all these crazy things thrown at us. Uh, people are saying things to us. Um, you know, people are refusing to, to, to get our service, which really isn't that big of a deal because not everyone has to love you. It is what it is. But there are things that are always being said and done um, that oftentimes you just wonder, man, would my white counterpart have to go through the things that I'm going through? You know, would, would they have to suffer some of these things that I'm suffering? Because we have to be so much better um, than everybody. And we have to swallow so much more. So when we talk about like, like an uncomfortable conversation, you know, what, what are some things that you guys have gone through um, specifically that has made you almost on edge that you almost lost your cool because people just, and and when we and when we're on this topic of like microaggression and things like that, it doesn't speak to the impact. You know, like the, the impact can still be great. Just because it's a microaggression doesn't mean it's a micro impact. It can still be a huge impact. Like a like a microaggression is really more so the, the frequency. Like these things happen on such a frequent basis, we don't call them macro, we call them micro because they just consistently happen. And what's happened for you guys that you guys can maybe recall that almost had you at like at an edge where you were like, man, look, I'm about to go off on this person or that person. 
you know, what do you guys, you know, what do you guys think? I would probably hop in there with that. And I would say right about when the pandemic first hit around March, we all had to start wearing masks. And to this day, we are still wearing masks. So who knows how long it's going to be like this. But uh, mm-hmm. when you have surgical, it went from surgical to being all types of creative cloth masks, breathable masks with a filter, whatever you can think of. We all know there are tons of masks that you can yeah. get over the counter for literally anything cheap right now. So my thing is, I'm in the office. Uh, I'm the only black doc, would be, you know, but I'm the only black staff in the building. Everyone else is white or multicultural. Doesn't matter to me. But I like people to know, like, hey, if I'm the only doc in the building and I'm black, you kind of have to be on alert for certain things. So for me, the biggest thing being that I'm from the South, I'm from Arkansas, so it's Southern in the South. And yes, I'm very familiar with seeing Confederate flags. They're, they're next door to down the street. Everybody flags one. I know what they mean. I know the hate behind it. So when I see one, it's automatic trigger for me. And you got to understand that I grew up around that. So I kind of have a certain type of hate towards it. Whether you think it's, you're being patriotic or you're being a rebel or it means hate towards a certain race of people, doesn't matter. It has a negative connotation. So I had a patient come in uh, probably around April or May, and he had a full Confederate mask on. And I'm thinking, like, I didn't see him. He came in, he got checked in, made it all the way through pre-testing, made it all the way through all the documents and everything, and he got finally got back to me. So I'm like, how did you guys let this man come all the way through the office, and you know you got a black doc in the back, unless you don't know what that symbol means, how do you let him get back here to me? So as soon as I saw he had it on, you know, I felt the type of way, but I have to understand that at this point, you can take it two kind of ways. You can be angry about it, or you can take it as a, a time to be a learning yeah. experience, maybe for them, maybe for you, maybe understanding between two people. But what I couldn't have was, I, I can't let you have that mask on and me give you an exam with me knowing that that mask means hate. So I did ask the patient and I said, hey, you're going to have to remove the mask. I have a surgical mask for you. You know, I'm going to give you the best exam of your life. You know, you're going to come leave here probably loving me. It's not going to be a knock on my patient care, but I can't in good faith give you an eye exam knowing that you're wearing that mask and I know what it means towards me as a black man. So I did have the patient remove the mask. The entire exam, he held it in his hand. So you don't know how, how that made me feel. You held on to it pretty tight the entire exam, but we got through it. I think at the end, we had a, we had understanding. We was just, hey, we think two different ways, but at the end of the day, if, if it means hate or it means harm to someone else, which is not about it. So I, I know the instance I did speak up and I was just kind of disappointed that all of the staff let them get all the way back to me and nobody said anything. You know, right. so that lets you know yeah. how far behind we are on the education of it and how yeah. they can understand yeah. another person. Yeah. Well, what, what was that conversation like with your staff afterwards? It was just like, oh, sorry, doc, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't even notice it. And I'm like, well, as soon as I walked in the pretest room to check on things, that's the first thing I noticed. And I had to step before the tech out and say, hey, you're going to have to tell them to remove the mask. Well, I'm going to have to tell them personally, you can't wear that when you see me in just a minute. So it is, it's, it's not awkward for me because I grew up around it, but it may be awkward to someone who has never had anyone say something to them about it, right? Or don't yeah. understand that it, it, it offends me but just because it doesn't offend you, don't forget that I'm back here. Right. And it's mm-hmm. very uncomfortable for me. So that's one of the things mm-hmm. we have to talk about it. 
and they made sure it didn't happen again. But again, you, you can believe what you want. You can flag anything you want, but certain environments, it, it's just not going to happen for me. Right. Yeah, because mm. a lot of that is, I mean, when you relate it to your staff is how sensitive are they? And, you know, as far as cultural sensitivity of them knowing exactly what's going to be your triggers as a black doctor, because they may, they just may not know unless you have black staff working with you. So for me, again, like I float to different locations and there are some of my stores that are predominantly black. And then there are other stores where the demographics are a little different. So I've kind of had similar situations that Cortez um, is going through. And we've kind of had our little group chats about this and how, oh, no, I would never, I, I don't think I want to, and how he took, told them to take the mask off, you know, it, it definitely makes me a little uncomfortable in those situations. But in mm -hmm. my eyes, I kind of view it as, what well, the end of the day, you still had to see the Black doctor. So for me, as long as I'm still delivering you great patient care, it's kind of not necessarily a slap in their face if that is their beliefs. But, you know, I'm not going to necessarily make them, make me feel like I'm not going to give them the best care that I can just because I feel a little uncomfortable in that situation. Um, now let me now let me ask you something. Do you do you feel like um, come on, get the like, words out, get the words? No, out. I know what I want. I know what I want to say. I'm trying to say how I want to say it. So I'll put it like this: Do you feel like there was any sort of fear in you that made you say or made you realize? you didn't really want to address that situation or or did you just realize i don't really like i more so i more so feel bad for them and i don't it doesn't really affect me yeah i i feel like it more so affects them because you know someone has to be the bigger person at the end of the day now if they didn't mm -hmm. want to be the bigger person yeah. and they're knocking me from my craft and making it you know making me feel like i'm not good enough to be their doctor um, yeah, we gonna have something else to say about it, but, you know, as long as you are respectful in the situation, I kind of felt like, you know, you can have your views, I can have my views, but as long as we're not clashing as far as you belittle me in front of my face, you could be talking about me behind my back, who knows, but, um, sure. is, they, they're smiling in my face, so you don't really get that, you know, but if I did have it the other way around where I felt a negative energy or they were making me feel a certain way, then yeah, I would definitely have a different standpoint on this, but, you know, and the aspect that they're just coming in, they're getting examined, you just happen to get a black doctor and you have your views, well, that's on you. If you feel uncomfortable enough to not want to see me, then oh, well for you, you just lost out on a good doctor. What do you think, Tassani? Yeah, so for me, I would say that the stuff that I've dealt with has been a lot more subtle than that. And like, I've never had a patient come with a Confederate flag or anything like that. or never had anybody directly say anything to me. But have you ever gone to call a patient and you look in their eyes, you can see the disappointment that you're their doctor. They're like, oh, it's you. And like that feeling is just so disheartening like when you can see how disappointed they are to see that you're the person who's going to see them and then I mean they come in your exam room like you do their exam and by the end they're like 
shocked and surprised that you actually know what you're doing and that you did everything correctly and you may have done some new things with the doctor before you didn't do but it's like why are you so disappointed that it was me or and so I never ever ask them but you can just see it in their eyes and that just really like sometimes like right. makes have my stomach turn I've gotten a lot of oh you did a great job yeah, like, like it's a surprise. Like, what do you mean? Like, you did a great job. What, what are you comparing it to? Like, who's to say that they was yeah. a good job and I'm not, and vice versa? Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got no, I've gotten. You, you sure you know what you're doing? I've gotten that before. You know, I've gotten a oh, oh yeah. you're you, you sure you know what you you know, and it's like <laughs> I got to bite my tongue because because I could say something you know and and. and and, and it could come off a, a whole different way and the situation could go left. So, you know, yeah, we, we, we do, man, we, we have to, we have to swallow a lot of stuff, man. Like I said, it's, it's like, like I said, death by a thousand paper cuts or death by a thousand, you know, stings because you're just like, yeah. how much can I take of like this? And you have to like accept a life of like, kind of like, like being minuscule in a way because of, you know, where we are in society. And, it, and, it, and it's tough. You know, I, I wanted to kind of add to what we were talking about on that conversation because I kind of had a different stance. I, if you want me to be honest, I felt like in that situation, I feel like we all should kind of have more of a stance like Cortez had because I feel like, although I hear what you're saying, Rochelle, it's more of a slight, you're thinking about it as a slight on them. No, that's an indictment on me. You know what I mean? Like that's a clear cut indictment on me. And I look at that as like, I have responsibility to make sure that we don't allow um, this type of behavior propagate in society. Because if you come and see a black doctor and the black doctor didn't say nothing about my mask, so why you trip, right? No, it's like we, we have a responsibility, in my opinion, to make sure we speak up and speak out on any type of um, social inequality or some type of wrongdoing or injustice of any form. And I'm not saying that like a man walking in with their own preference of mask is a problem, but when it signifies hate, when it signifies uh, a long history of trauma to a particular certain type of group of people, there's gotta be, if, especially when you identify with that, with that people, you have a responsibility to make sure you say, hey, look, like, you're gonna have to remove that mask because what I'm doing is, is I'm saying, listen, not over here. When you go home, I don't care what you do. That's the privacy of your four corner, your four walls. You can do what you want to do when it's just you and you. The same way I can say and do what I want to do when it's just me and my own four corners as well. But when I'm out in the public, there's got to be a sense of like I can't allow everything that's just been going on for years to keep going. I'm gonna to have to say something. And that goes to my next point where I feel like fear cripples a lot of us from really being as impactful as we should be because I wanted to ask have you guys ever noticed this type of behavior or I guess microaggressions or this type of like little comments little statements from anybody in your staff or anyone at work or the the general managers in your office or like so we talk about like our patients a lot and that's one thing but have you gone through anything in the office from a staff, from a staff member or a manager or higher up that has made you question and say, hey, you know, because I have, and I've spoken out on it and I've called them out on it before. And I say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, but it, it did this, it's, it, it, it's, it's looking like it's, it smells like a duck. It's walking like a duck. It looks like a duck to me. 
you know, and, and, and they had to be like, oh, no, we, you know, and because I was like, look, like, this is just what it looks like to me. And, and I couldn't, because the moment one, I wanted to say, I wanted to, fear almost came in and say, hey, but they're like my, they're like my, kind of like my higher ups. And, 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 and I was like, what, you know, the fear is what, what, what would happen if, you know, they try to get me out of here. And I just, I stayed true to the last, I stayed 10 toes down to like what my message was and made it clear what I was really trying to communicate to make sure that it was like, listen, I, I gotta let y'all know, like, I can't let none of this fly, anything fly on the, on the smallest scale. But I wanted to know, like, have you guys went through anything with anybody with your staff or anything? I, I've had, and it, it was more just because I like switching my hair up. Like I may rock some braids with some beads at the end. And there was um, a time when one of our higher ups came into the store and I had on my white coat and they didn't address this to me. I just heard it through the grapevine, but she, she supposedly asked the manager and was like, is that, uh, why is the one of the staff dressed in, dressed like out of, uh, out of their attire like why why do they have that on and i'm oh, like <laughs> oh, wow. i'm like okay that's funny <laughs> and then thinking about it but you know what? again going back to what you feel a doctor is supposed to look like again a lot of times i get judged based off of my hair and that yeah. it's not mm. the typical doctor look um and you know us as black women are allowed to switch our hair up so because yeah. I come in a certain style and you see me out of that style or they'll be like, oh, your hair grew. Or did you cut your, like, you know, they may not catch on to certain things that we do as, in our society, but you know, it it's kind of funny, but it's like, you really thought I was staffed with a white coat on just cause of my hair? That's funny. Right. I would say thankfully with the staff in my office, I think because my staff is um, much younger and then my general manager is also African-American, thankfully my staff usually has my back on issues, but I will hear through the grapevine things that patients have said to them about me after exams or before exams, like, wait, is that the doctor? Or like, how long has she been working here? Or like, where did she go to school? Or like, is there another doctor that I can see? And then they're always really good at backing me up and defending me and saying that no yes this is our doctor she's excellent she's x y and z and through the great mom like did you know that since such said this or such such said that so I know that's not always a very common experience for a lot of people and I'm really thankful that I do have a staff and especially a manager who can back me up and relate to me and we can also have these real talks about patient issues and not feel that we need to tiptoe around any issues even my staff who's white like we can still have real discussions about what patients say and how to handle certain patients and how to deal with those issues and have really productive conversations about that. I can say in some other office I worked at, it wasn't like that. And I'm glad that it's like that where I am now. Yeah. yeah. So Sola, what issue did you have? I'm curious to know if you would, wouldn't mind sharing that you had to discuss with higher up. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So, so basically what it was, was, um, you know, I was I was getting a, a call about um, uh, some issue in the store, and it was a he say, she say issue, and it was uh, uh, basically. Uh, so I go to the gym during lunch, and uh, I think it got misinterpreted, and I think that uh, I told one of the staff members 
I believe, hey, I'm going to the gym at lunch. Um, let's call this patient early so I can make sure, you know, I don't get out late. Um, and it was early on, you know, and this is because every I wanted them to know because I was afloat as well. So I go to five different stores, you know, so I tell all of them, hey, just so you guys know, I go to the gym during lunchtime. So, you know, my, I, my intention is not to be here all day. It's time to go to lunch, it's time to go because I still got to go do all this. And uh, they call me saying, oh, you they said that you told the staff um, that, that you're not seeing any patients at this time. And I said, whoa. I, I, I'm working five stores, go ask all of them if that's what I've been telling Like I tell everybody, so I never said I'm not seeing nobody. What I didn't say was I'm not seeing nobody. What I did say was, hey, look, if there's a patient we can call earlier to come early, have them come early so I don't have to leave late because the tendency of late patients coming in are, are, are 10, 10 out of 10. They, 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 they always come in, especially the 130s and, 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 and the 6 o'clock. You know? When it's time so to go home. When, when it's time, time to go home, that's when they come in. That's just a fact of the matter. And, and, and they basically, uh, what, what they did that, that, that rubbed me the wrong way was um, they, they took the side of the, 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 the staff member um, versus the professional in the office, which is me at the time. You know, that was me and that I wouldn't work in, I work in those offices anymore. But, uh, but at the time, so it kind of rubbed me a wrong way. And I said, hey, listen, if something like this happens, they got to come to me and, 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 and kind of address me in, in, in a different manner, first of all, because you're accusing me already first as if I really did this. And, and, and I didn't do that, first of all. Come talk to me first, say, hey, you know, hey doc, this is what they said, but tell me what's really going on, you know? And I'll tell you, all right, this is what really happened. I told them this, but you're already coming at me accusing me as if this is what I already did and this is what I'm trying to say and I'm trying to control. And it was like this, don't try to control the staff, don't try to do this, don't try to do that. And uh, it was that kind of a tone, you know? And it just rubbed me the wrong way. And, and after the conversation, they said, oh, well, then we also know that you started selling trim glasses and you know, you can't do that and do this and that. And then he tried to come at me with all that too. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of took it all on the chin um, because in the middle of the conversation, I didn't want to blow up on all those microaggressions. I, I was getting sliced up and poked a thousand times. I felt like I wanted to just explode. I was yeah. like, you guys, boy, I said, man, like it, you guys don't understand. You know, um, but I, I say nothing, and and that's to my point where like I, for a moment there a little fear entered. Like, man, what if I say this? Because if I do say something, what they gonna try to do? They gonna try to get me out of here, right? That's yeah. just that's the plight of, of of the black professional. You say yeah. something, you get to use your opinion too much, and yeah. and they gotta get you out of there, right? They want yeah. you to shut up and work, do what you gotta do. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that's necessarily my situation. Obviously, they, they, they need me where we are and what we do. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a lot of times the situation. So I was like, all right, let me not say anything. But anyway, I ended up sending an email and said, you know what? And I laid everything out. And I said, look, I, I said, you know, because when you because when you lay it out, and you, like I say, you say something very clear, you keep your message clear. Um, you can be at peace to have the chips may fall. The chips can fall. Have one. Even when we were talking about Cortez and his situation uh, with the with the particular company, um, I remember sending an email and I said, I laid everything out and I said, listen, to me, this looks just like this. And if y'all don't address this, this is what it looks like to me and this is the implications you guys are telling me. And if you're telling me this, that's telling me you don't care about me, you don't care about all of you. And I was going in, like, if this is what you're doing, this is how it feels to me. And this is what I feel like you're doing to everybody and y'all can't do it. Cause we, at this point in the game, we need, we're putting everybody, we're making everybody accountable for their behavior yeah. and their actions. We're not letting yeah. nothing slide anymore, right? So 
when you do that and you're you're honest and truthful with with the message, you you're cool with how the chips fall. So you want to get married, you want to do whatever you want to do. That's fine. But but I'm gonna make sure that I say what I gotta say and make sure uh, that that message is clear. You know, and and essentially that's what happened. And everything ended up blowing over and everything was fine. And they, they obviously were like, oh, we're, you know, we're sorry. And they didn't, they didn't want no smoke. But at the end of the day, I think that that goes into the point. Like, let's make sure that, because yeah. I submit to everybody, if you're a black doctor, if you're a black student, um, whoever you are at this particular situation, if you see something wrong or, or something's being done wrong to you, or you feel like you just yeah. want right, um, like I said, the impact can be big, even though it might have been a small thing. Like, yeah. don't don't let it faster don't let it sit there like say yeah. something because you have responsibility to take care of that to make sure that we don't continue uh this type of thing in in our yeah. profession or in the world in society you know i mean we got, we got to make sure that we kind of put it into it because because how, how is it going to end if we don't like really speak up and talk about these things and like, let people know like look I, i'm not the one i'm the two like i'm not, i ain't the one I'm, I'm the two so don't play with me you know what i mean because at the end of the day hey it's 2021. Listen, it's yeah. 2021. Like I'm done. You hear? Like it's a wrap. So yeah. um, I submit to everybody. Let's 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 do what we got to do to end these things because although they will happen uh, in, in 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 circles that we cannot influence, in the circles that we can influence, please let let's let's make sure we change those things. Yeah, I definitely think you brought up two really good words though: fear and accountability. So I will say for a lot of us, uh, especially in school or your residency or even when you're coming out as a young doctor like you're sometimes afraid to make a change you're afraid to stand up for what you know is right when a patient comes in and says something wrong to you or your manager says something to you or even the person who hired you says something that you feel like may have been racially charged and you keep getting poked 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 you're afraid of if I speak out will I get fired if I speak out will this happen like will you be reprimanded but you do have to hold people accountable like all these little microaggressions keep poking at you. They're going to keep poking, poking, poking at your confidence and your ability to do what you're going to do. And if you keep getting poked at it, eventually you're going to lose confidence in the thing that you've chosen to do, the thing you've chosen to make your profession. Whether or not you're a doctor, a lawyer, a painter, a singer, it doesn't matter. Like if you let the microaggressions build up over and over and over, you don't say anything about it, your confidence in your craft is going to diminish. So you have to speak out, whether it's an email or just a well thought out conversation you can't speak out out of emotion but you do have to deal with the issues every time they happen to make sure that they don't continue to happen to you do you guys have any other advice for up-and-coming doctors current doctors or just our audience out there about how to deal with these issues y'all got no comments hey, y'all you quiet, say, you quiet say, the mouth. hey my motto is hey it's gotta <laughs> be un- if it's got to be uncomfortable, if it's not uncomfortable, we, you're not making any change. Even when you speak up for yourself, speak up for a colleague, speak up for an associate, you can't just let it happen. You know, it's uncomfortable in the moment, but when you look back on it, you'll be proud that you made certain decisions and you spoke up and you said certain things because people are going to remember that, you know, those small things with who stuck with you when it was tough. Yeah. People look at that, you know, and they remember that like, hey, Dr. Lewis spoke up for me. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, he, he, he's a straight up guy. He's just not a doctor. He's a human and he understands that there are some differences in the workplace. Hey, if, if it doesn't look right, I'm going to address it. And a lot of people probably won't like that. But, you know, being taken advantage of, everybody has been through it. It doesn't feel good. So you kind of want to stick towards like, what's the right thing to do? And the right thing to do is to, is to say something. Because whether you it's uncomfortable or you say something anything that's said 
could change an opinion, could change a mindset, okay. could change the trajectory of what things look like for you in the future. Not saying anything right. means that, all right, we're good. We can keep rolling just like we're rolling. And it, it's, it, nothing gets changed. So I've been ostracized. I've, I've lost jobs because, hey, Dr. Lewis is going to speak up. And he's going to speak his truth. And it's not going to go and say that I didn't say how I felt. And it's not going to go and say that I didn't say what I wanted because I, I, I'll tell you what I want, what I need. And then it's up yeah. to you to respond in a way that, hey, we can work together or we can we can divide. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I like and I like that. I like that about you, too. Um, cause even to, um, to that point, uh, it, it's important because nothing will change. You know what I mean? Like the only time that like these corporations or like these entities will change is when these big things happen, right? When George Floyd happened now, everybody's yeah. like, let's do all this, yeah. let's do all this. All this diversity inclusion. and inclusion. Yeah, and let's like, do all this. It's yeah. like, it's gotta be this big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this PR thing now it's become a PR thing. And it's like, nah, it's like, before it gets to anything else big happening that makes people say, okay, I guess we gotta do something else. Yeah. Um, let's 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 just keep on keeping people accountable. Like, yo, it's 2021. Ain't nobody got time. So like at the end of the day, if 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 it is what it is, it is what it is. Situations that I put everything on the line to make sure that this this message was put across. I said, I risk everything right now to make sure this message is is across. You know, and sometimes it takes that to make that change. You know what I mean? In whatever circle you're in. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of the day, just stay true to yourself and just know stuff like this is going to happen. So, you know, yeah. uncomfortable issues are going to be in the workplace. And unfortunately, there's going to be things that may work its way outside of the workplace. I know some of us have had issues outside of the workplace that we've had to deal with um, relating to our jobs. But at the end of the day, you just have to stay true to who you are and and deal with it. Definitely, for sure. If you guys have any other questions about some of the issues that we've had personally, feel free to DM us on our podcast page. If you guys want us to talk at your school about any of these issues, feel free to ask us. We've done some lectures at NOVA. We did one at SBO, and a lot of the students ask questions about what we've dealt with at work, whether patients have specifically said, oh, no, I don't want to see that person just because they're Black, stuff like that. We're happy to have these conversations with y'all. If you like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast page tag a friend who may benefit from it if you have any other questions put them in the comments and we'd love to see you guys in our next episode see y'all later peace out y'all oh yeah like our shirts buy our merch links and link tree on our podcast page we got three yeah, percent shirts fbd <laughs> shirts if you're in florida go see dr lewis at simply see his practice is amazing yes. and gorgeous Hey, and if you're looking for some fly sunglasses, hey, 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 you know where to go. I <laughs> Check me out. The IG page is there. Check it. Check my page. Um, and we'll get you laced up. And if you're in Melbourne, Florida, you want to stop by Simply See. That's the practice. That's the logo in the back. We also carry some dope I-Day luxury eyewear frames inside of our office for you to try on, for you to be fashionable, for you to be your best self. Facts. Yeah.